Hi, and welcome to First Bite, a nation's restaurant news podcast. I'm your host, Holly Petrie. Today is Friday, January 5th, and here are your top stories. First, TGI Fridays is closing 36 U.S. locations and selling eight restaurants to its former CEO. The casual dining brand agrees to a deal with Ray Blanchett as it shutters underperforming locations. Second, two California Pizza Hut franchisees lay off delivery workers ahead of minimum wage hike. California raised its minimum wage to $16 an hour, while fast food workers must be paid $20 an hour starting April 1st as the modified FAST Act takes effect. Third, influencer marketing is becoming a necessity for restaurant brands. More restaurant brands, big and small, are shifting their marketing dollars away from traditional advertising toward influencer relationships. Fourth, look who's franchising now, Winter 2023 Edition. Five early and mid-stage concepts that have just announced franchising or franchising expansion, from Nashville hot chicken to cheesesteaks. And finally, White Castle plans the return of the Valentine's Day Love Castle. Reservations open Friday for a one-night, full-service, fast-food restaurant experience. Now let's dive deeper into one of these stories. Undeniably, one of the biggest trends of 2023 was restaurant brands leveraging influencers on social media to sell their products. These influencers resonate with the coveted Gen Z demographic and help position brands top of mind, even if just for a fleeting moment. And apparently, they're very effective at convincing others to try a menu item. Consider Chipotle's fajita quesadilla campaign with TikTok influencers Alexis Frost and Keith Lee, for example. The 2023 promotion helped generate two of the company's top digital sales days of all time. Influencer marketing is certainly nothing new, but it is reaching a fever pitch, and in fact, The industry has increased by nearly $20 billion in the past seven years. Restaurants in particular are well positioned to capitalize on this trend. According to Creator IQ, more than 437,000 creators posted about food and beverage brands more than 1.2 million times, driving 75.5 billion impressions, 3 billion engagements, and a whopping $4.8 billion in earned media value. And those numbers are just from the first half of 2023. For more on the story, let's turn to Alicia Kelso. I, um, we just got done talking to several folks in the industry, asking them what their predictions were for 2024. And a few people that I spoke to uh, said that the acceleration of influencer marketing uh, is absolutely going to happen. And that is intriguing to me because influencer marketing I worry that term can be kind of overused in some senses. It's certainly not new, right? This this has been manifesting, you know, since maybe, I don't know, 2016, 2015. Um, you know, when brands started handing the keys over to social media followers with huge uh, fan bases, huge followers. And, but it's been in the past, really the past two years or so, um, largely driven uh, by the very online um, demographic of Gen Z um, and their their desire to seek out authenticity from brands uh, that we've seen influencer marketing become part of our, you know, a bigger conversation, culturally speaking. And um, so diving into some numbers, just based on the folks that I talked to, I think it's important to zoom out a little bit here and look at what the it, the influencer marketing uh, industry has become before diving into how restaurants are leveraging it. And to put a fine point on this, 
the industry itself has grown by nearly $20 billion dollars. Uh, in the past seven years alone, it, it reached over $21 billion worldwide uh, in 2023. Um, and that is compared to $1.7 billion um, in 2016 when we were starting to first hear about this concept of influencer marketing. And, you know, as part of that huge growth, um, we've seen, you know, uh, again, more of a desire um, to 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 follow these influencers and listen to what they're saying. And as it turns out, many of them, if not most of them, are saying things about the food and beverage uh, industry. In fact, the food and beverage industry has the biggest influencer marketing uh, sector, I guess, a, a, across all sectors when it comes to this this um, you know this trend. Um, if you if you take the first half of 2023 as a, as an example here, and this is in according to data from Creator IQ, um, the food and beverage industry alone uh, generated um, 75.5 billion impressions from influencers, and that's the first half of the year, um, and that is uh, that yielded a, a whopping 4.8 billion dollars in earned media value. So zoom in, what does this mean? Why should we care? Well, it, it seems like the script has flipped. That is a very effective way to spend money on marketing. And as such, we are seeing a shift in dollars from traditional ad spend toward uh, influencer relationships in influencer marketing. And this was reiterated uh, during a recent uh, visit that I had to KSC's headquarters in, in Louisville, Kentucky, um, where their, their chief marketing officer very much confirmed that that is exactly what is happening with his company. And KFC is no, you know, they're, they're no small player when it comes to marketing. They're, they're pretty much a marketing company that sells food, right? They have absolutely pivoted their conversation from, you know, what's the TV ad to what's the content strategy. And a huge part of that is developing these influencer relationships. They're certainly not the only brand. Uh, and in fact, we've covered very successful influencer marketing campaigns from chains, you know, spanning Wendy's to Wingstop, El Loco. Um, Red Robin had a lot of success uh, recently with uh, a, a celebrity influencer, Ariana Maddox. And, um, you know, TikTok is probably the best example from 2023. And they had a, uh, a relationship with uh, TikTok influencers, Alexa Frost and Keith Lee. And that promotion with those two influencers helped generate two of the company's top digital sales days of all time. And we're talking about Chipotle, this you know digital juggernaut, and they've got two of the biggest digital sales days of all time from these, these two TikTok influencers just going on their accounts and telling people, hey, these are great fajitas. So there's, there's a lot to be said about this. And it seems really, really simple on paper. Um, but it's getting because it's growing so much. I don't know that it's that simple in, uh, you know, to, to execute. And in fact, I spoke to uh, a woman named Kate Finley, uh, who's the founder of Bell Communication, and she has worked with more than 100 brands helping them execute on these influencer strategies, because honestly, the territory is 
very, very new for restaurants that are focused on menu innovation, service, and operations. Um, so, you know, how, how do you execute against this? And she had a really uh, interesting perspective that um, influencer marketing, because of the growth and now the expectation from consumers, um, Gen Z and beyond, uh, you know, I've got a nine-year-old at home that's Gen Alpha. He's heavily into these influencers. When I'm watching him engage online, it's, it, I don't think this is going to go away. And in fact, she told me that this is now pretty much a necessity instead of a nice to have. And the cool thing about influ, influ, uh, influencer marketing, if uh, it does sort of level the playing field of brand awareness, of top of mind awareness, you don't have to go out and hire U.S. Weekly TV star of the year, Ariana uh, Maddox, you know, like Red Robin did. You can tap a local influencer in your market that you're, you know, trying to promote. Uh, if you're a, an independent restaurant, for an example, um, it, find a, a, a what they call nano influencers or micro influencers, folks with 2,000, you know, to 10,000 followers, but heavily engaged followers. Um, you can find one of those for a pretty affordable cost and they, you know, and, and tap them to, to, to promote your, your opening or your, your menu item. And this is what, this is where the, um, I think the trend becomes really interesting is that leveling of the playing field where we are seeing a lot of independents and smaller brands jumping into this with full force because it is a better return on investment. It can be more affordable in some, if not most instances in traditional advertising, you know, you can pay a nano influencer hundreds, just a hundreds, uh, you know, a couple hundred dollars uh, to go and promote, you, you know, your menu item to their thousands of followers um, and so on and so forth. And in fact, there was a a small nine-unit company out of California that I talked to, Rooster and Rice, uh, who did just this when they had an opening in Irvine, California. Um, so again, you know, we are seeing this influencer trend uh, grow and manifest in ways that I don't think anybody would have predicted back in, you know, 2016 when we first started talking about it. We're seeing it um, span all sizes and scopes of budgets and brands. And, and I think that's the really intriguing uh, thing about this. And what's really notable, and I think what is the most important thing here for brands to understand and not be dismissive of this trend, I tend to be cynical and Gen X and like, you know, I don't, I, why would I trust an influencer, right? The, the, the thing is these, you know, Gen Zers and millennials, and as I mentioned down to Gen Alpha, they truly believe what influencers are, are influencers are saying. Uh, a morning consult poll found that uh, over 60% of those consumers report that they trust what social media influencers are saying. So if you're paying somebody, somebody to go online uh, on their social media accounts and tell them that your burrito is really good, more than 60% of those consumers are likely to believe them. And that is really, really powerful stuff. And we will continue to see influencer marketing grow and change. Um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw some regulations maybe coming uh, down the pike. Um, so, uh, you know, stay tuned here. It's it's kind of, I still think it's early days, but it's kind of fun. And uh, we will certainly keep you posted. And we'll certainly see a lot more brands trying to figure out this new and growing landscape. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of First Bite. We'll be back on Monday with a brand new one. 
Until then, stay up to date with all your news on nrn.com.